Hi all, welcome to Chat and Flicks, the movie and TV podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pierce, and with us today we have Alan Bulger. Hello. We have James Brown. Hello. We have Lee Stackpool. Hello. And we have Richard Ellen. Hello. And today's episode, because we haven't done one of these for a while, we've been doing our Festival of Directors series. It's just an out-and-out what we've been watching, especially seeing as we've been in the house for three weeks now, is it? Three weeks worth of, worth of telly to watch. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. But uh, just a little bit of feedback we have had recently, and I, I, I forgot to mention it, so apologies, but an old colleague of mine, Steve Lewis, uh, has been listening to the show and has offered to make... A th- the theme tune for us when we when we started at the, at the beginning. <laughs> That's brilliant. I know. So I've got to I've got to speak to him about it and like see if you know if he's still willing to do it. But this was a couple of weeks ago. We said so. We appreciate the offer, Steve, and we will definitely take it up on it uh, in the next couple of weeks. So, and right up my street, it's he's into his electronic music, a sort of synth music as well. So, absolutely up my street anyway. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Perfect. So today's episode, we're basically going to, going to talk about what we've been watching recently. Uh, we're going to take it in turns to piece. We've got a few, maybe four or five things that we want to watch. Richard's probably got a, a big list as long as I am, but we'll see how we get on. And I'm going to start off. First thing I've watched, and I know Lee, I, I actually finished the whole series of Picard. Um, yeah, and it, it was fantastic. It really, really amazing series. If, if you loved the old... The, the new generation, the old series, is an absolute perfect send-off, especially for Picard. Uh, I don't know. Um, it just and it, but it's a story as well, and obviously a lot of um, sort of moral questions about what makes a living creature, you know, to AI and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, really impressed. Really, really good, especially by um, oh, John Picard. Uh, what's his name? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, thanks, Lee. Yeah, especially by him. He, I think he's fantastic, isn't it? He's, he's when, when you when you sort of when you sort of think about um, he's this big hero, isn't he? And this sort of forthright man. But in this, he's sort of like he's old. He's a bit grumpy, <laughs> you know. And you know, as you would be at that age, and sort of like fell off his perch. And this is him trying to get back on his perch, which I really liked. It was, uh, it was just, I think it was perfect in every sort of way. It was like Star Trek, uh, but like a grown-up sort of version of Star Trek. And it mm. took them sort of, um, them sort of moral questions. And the Federation sort of at a bit of a low point. Um, I know me and Carl have talked about that on, on a previous uh, mention. When we were talking about, like, we were, we were going to start getting into it. The Federation's kind of lost its way a little bit. Um... Yeah, and it's a bit, it's a bit more human, um, a sort of fallible side of the federation itself, really. Um, I, it's just, it was just absolutely fantastic. I loved everything about it. Yeah. Um, without without spoiling, well, I'll just speak to this about it's off air. I don't want to spoil the ending. I was gonna, I was gonna say this point at the end, and then but I won't. Um, and and also also, which is different for Star Trek, um, which they've done recently with Star Trek Discovery. It's a series. It's like a serial, isn't it? As opposed to being standalone episode, standalone episode. Uh, mostly, it just tends to be one episode every week. Whereas these, it, it, it does follow on a story, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it really does. It's it, you, you've had that brilliant continuation storyline, which I think they're going to have to obviously pick up within series two, uh, because it's a massive sort of reveal, really, especially of that final episode. Mm. Um, so I think that's definitely something they're going to um, they're going to have to sort of get into. Uh, for any gamers out there, I, I personally thought it was very similar to the plot of Mass Effect, uh, but just in the Star Trek universe. Um, I'll leave it there. I won't give anything away, as, um, as, Carl, yeah. as Carl hasn't either. Yeah. Superb. Yeah. Anyone else seen that? No. No. Nope. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. It's down the sci-fi route for me, isn't it? I try to stay clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not your cup of tea, James. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right. That's all right. So uh, next up, Alan, should we go with you then? Have you, what are you watching? Um, I've been watching um, on Netflix a show called Kingdom. Um, yep. Richard recommended it. He just, uh, I was just looking for stuff to watch and he, he just, that's the name he, he pulled out uh, a long time ago and, and I, I didn't know much about it. So I started watching it with no expectations and it blew me away. Uh, it's like a cross between... Game of Thrones, 28 Days Later, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, <laughs> that's a brilliant, do you know what? That's a brilliant, that is a fantastic, um, fantastic description of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just, um, I, I I kind of, I started off and I was just in awe of like, how, like um, the, the cinematography in it was just beautiful. But then I, I just thought it was just going to be like about people battling for the throne and, and and I didn't realize that zombies was going to get thrown to the mix so I was a bit like when they still started turning into zombies I was just like god this is boss um and I, I just kept me I, I want thing is when I watched Game of Thrones I watched I, I was late to come to it so all seven seasons had been out so by the time I'd watched all seven seasons season eight had, had just been released so I didn't have to wait and I've watched the first two season, season, seasons of um, Kingdom now, and, and I've got to wait for a whole year for season three. <laughs> Not used to it. I uh, am gutted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. If you love Game of Thrones and any of those three I've just me- recommended, you, you, you're going to love it. Um, I was a bit... Mm. When I first watched it, it's dubbed over. It's uh, Korean, I think, and it's dubbed. Yes. But... I, I, I didn't, it didn't annoy me. It, I, I got I got used to it, and and um, it, I've, I've tried like in, um, I've tried watching Dark in the past. That thing it's German, and it irritated me a little bit. But I started to get over it. But more so in this, because just because I thought I, I really enjoyed the storylines and how the episode, the pace of the episodes was great. So I really recommend that. I, th- I think one thing, because I've been watching that as well, one thing that helps is that I reckon the actors, most of the actors have, have done their own dubbing, so they look like they sound, if you know what I mean, yeah. whereas Dark, it isn't. And uh, a lot of other things, it's just like any anybody will, will dub it over and it doesn't suit the person. It just looks wrong. Yeah, that's an absolute. That is that's an, um, a fantastic one. All the actors do do their own. Um, they do English, do. English voices, and it, it just, it just <laughs> works. So yeah. the is it from Korea? Did you say? It. I yes, think it's it's South. Uh, is it South Korean? That the South Korean. South, yeah, South Korean. Um, and it's got some pretty high profile. Um, for anyone who's who's up on the Korean actors and actresses, you've got Bay Duna. 
Um, a lot of people will probably have seen it. I've mentioned the film Cloud Atlas a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's been in that. Uh, she, I mean, she's probably the biggest actress, actually, the, big, the biggest sort of Korean, um, most well-known Korean act, actress in it. Um, but the 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 fellow who's the the lead role, Jun Ji Hoon, um, you know he's a Korean ex male model, um, you know, saying that actor, um, they're all just they're all just really good, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, good, good, because that's quite unusual them dubbing the dubbing their own voice. Yeah, yeah. That's- They've done one performance in Korean, I assume, and then they're doing a performance in English as well, which is it's unusual, isn't it? I guess they just want to break out to Western audiences, and and if you don't watch it, you're missing out. Because I I was blown away. I just I was hooked. I watched watch episode after episode. I loved it. I I've done the same. I haven't seen production value for a um, for a period drama like that since Marco Polo, and it definitely filled me Marco Polo gap. Um, Everything just looked authentic. Everything, everything's just fantastic. Um, it ties into a lot of like real Korean history um, with the added thing that they've thrown zombies in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit mad. <laughs> Good combo, nice one, Al. Thank you, James. What have you been watching? Hello. Yeah, um, I've watched loads and loads and loads of stuff. Uh, a mixture between, you know, films, TV. Um, good films, good TV, um, but like, <laughs> terrible TV. <laughs> terrible, but yeah, uh, the standout for me that I'm first of all going to mention, and I know no one's mentioned it previously, is The Gentleman, starring uh, Matthew McConaughey um, and Hugh Grant. I just thought it was absolutely bonkersly brilliant, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just thought it was, honestly, lads, I couldn't recommend it. Um, ha, ha, in, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> more highly yeah more highly yeah I couldn't I just couldn't recommend it more lads I just think it's absolutely brilliant the acting Hugh Grant's role I think he steals the show I won't give it away too much but we know Hugh Grant plays this posh dude in every single film he's ever done he plays this arrogant cocky cockney geezer in it and he's brilliant mm. he sort of plays a role of a narrator almost in it but he's actually in it as well it's weird but honestly lads it's really really good I can't ruin it for you and I won't ruin it for you um, it's a lot of British, all British based actors um, and actresses except for Matthew McConaughey who is like an American who moved to England and you find out more about his story in it but yeah lads honestly can't recommend it more it's absolutely superb great performances but as I said Hugh Grant steals the show and it's a real typical Guy Ritchie movie I was just going to say, is it Guy Ritchie? Because it looks like a typical Lockstock and um, what's the other film? Snatch. Yeah, yeah. It looks like. Well. But yeah, it's it's honestly, it's just, it's honestly, lads, it's really, really good. And yeah, if you can see it, see it. It's it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, really good. Did that come out last year? Was that 2019? No, it, it was no. right, yeah, no, it was 2020, wasn't it, Richard? Right at the start of the year. I think it was even on New Year's Day. Was it was it? one of those. Mm. Or was it, I was, was going to say, would it, the way you're talking about it, would it have been a contender for a film of the year? Mm. It, but I think it would have been, yeah. 
I genuinely think it was. Oh. Being honest, lads, you know, we watched a lot yeah. of films last year, didn't we? And um, mm. most of the blockbusters, and I think out of a lot of them, it's it's I don't know, it's just brilliant. And it's it's as I said, it's quirky, so it's different. So the way it is, it's it's different to what you're seeing in the pictures at the minute. And just, honestly, I just thought it was really really good. And on top of that, it just showcased you know some of our fantastic actors and actresses, like mm. Charlie Hunnam. And um, if those who don't know him, he's done a place Jack Teller. Um, he's in it and he plays a great role in it and don't get me wrong his accent's gone a bit lost along the way um, I think he really struggled trying to do a London accent really struggled and he, I remember yeah. he struggled with green, in Green Street as well doing it and I'll always remember it's funny because he is a, you know he is a, he's, he's a British national isn't he he's from Britain he's from Newcastle I think but mm. he, he even admits himself because he lives out in the States now and he's been, you know, so absorbed in American type characters. Basically, Jack Teller was a massive part of his life. He's, he's he admits himself he's lost his, his British accent, and uh, he, you can see it's a struggle for him, you know, to try and be British. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely recommended then. Yeah, that's honestly, I wouldn't say it otherwise. It's you know, I've watched a lot, a lot of stuff and a lot of crap lately, but that is certainly. Couldn't be any further from crap, it's brilliant. That was good. Excellent. Good, good. Lee, what about you? Well, I basically, I can't say I've watched that much. Um, what I have been doing, though, is I've rewatched the um, the Witcher on Netflix um, with Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's quit being Superman now, um, and he's got back into um, being Geralt of Rivia. And I've been watching that as a basically been playing The Witcher 3. <laughs> from the very beginning again, <laughs> which uh, I'm I'm now eleven days in, um, into it. It's 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 a big it's a big sort of universe based on based on books, um, and comics, and obviously the uh, the latest sort of incarnation of that is the um, the Henry Cavill um, Netflix TV show. Uh, basically, it's it's capitalising on the you know the the fantasy. Genre that, like you know, a lot of people got into with Game of Thrones and things, but this is um, these have been books that have existed for years. Um, it's a completely different sort of storyline and characters and things like that, and it's got the right amount of humor in it. Um, and it's it's really good if you like your horror, if you like your uh, your fantasy, uh, if you like your sword fighting, then it's definitely one for you. Mm. I think we spoke about it before, haven't we? Does it, yeah. does it? Is it, is it before the games? Is that right? Is that is it set before the games? Um, this is um, set probably where the first game picked up, uh, which was a couple of books in um, in the original book. Like I said, there's the, the amount of graphic novels that have been produced as well. Um, it's mm. a big sort of universe, and it wasn't really known that much else. Uh, the books were very sort of niche. Um, and then obviously the games came along um, and the last one is uh, considered one of the best RPG games ever made Yeah. Um, and obviously they've, they've, they've thought they've, they've got that much of a fan following that Netflix have na- now picked it up and they got Henry Cavill to quit being Superman um, to basically pick up the character of Geralt of Rivia um, he's absolutely fantastic um, and I can honestly say it's 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 I'm enjoying it more the second time now I'm watching it um, mm. than I did. Just everything, everything about it was um, was fantastic. Very high production. Um, every everyone in it's brilliant. Um, we we started watching it. 
And and I think I just got a little bit lost, but I said to Claire, before we watch another one, I want to go back to the beginning. I think we got up to about the fourth episode, but I think it needs, you need to pay attention, don't you? You really do. It, um, it's it's very much sort of fan-made um, to the extent that it requires that you already know a little bit about mm-hmm. the, sort of the, the universe, if you like. Um, I know Henry Cavill was a big big fan of the books um, going back for quite a few years. Henry Cavill is a big gamer as well, yeah. um, which makes him even more cooler. Um, <laughs> so, but the, the series, yeah, if you if you are a stranger to the sort of universe, it's um, it's definitely worth sticking with. Um, but without giving too much away as well, it, it, there's a few different timelines going on. Um, which you'd have to get your yeah, around. I think that that's what it was, and and, and as I say, I, th- I thought to myself, it, I mean, it's purely on our my fault, not the program not being interesting enough, but I think I just drifted a little bit and I just lost the track of certain characters, and I said, no, we need to give it a little bit more, um, g- give it a little bit more credit, and you know, not give up on it and, and go all the way back to the beginning, though. Absolutely. Yeah, it's had good reviews, hasn't it? Like a lot of people have said, it's really good. Um, and obviously yourself has said it, Lee. So, yeah, I think we definitely need to watch it. I, I, it's on my list to watch as well. I haven't got around to watch it. It's one of them. You need to watch Killing Eve, but that's another story. I need to watch, I need to watch a lot of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm way behind with everything, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam, nice one. Thanks, Lee. So, on to you, Richard. Um, I think the main one has already been mentioned by Alan, um, not properly, though, is Dark. Um it came out 2017, but I think we've only just got Netflix a couple of couple of months ago. But um, I would say this has hooked me. Um, this has been the biggest thing since Game of Thrones that's hooked me. It's just intriguing. Um, it's it's set in Germany, and um, we, we've discussed it. It's dubbed, and yeah, it's it, it's the only thing that takes away from how good it is is just the dubbing seems a little bit weird you know they they can't get across the charisma or enthusiasm or despair in their voices when some other persons dubbed it but it's um, it's a bit of a weird one it's set in germany over over five timelines i think and they're 33 years apart so we start in following these um, sort of like late teen kids and then one of them basically goes missing. One of the, the the brothers goes missing and it's like, well, where is he? So they kind of track him down and they think he's gone into the past 33 years ago. But it just, it gets so complicated. I mean, I said to Claire, we need to watch it again and draw out like a timeline and where the characters are. Because then when you go back 33 years ago, you meet the parents of the present and you can yeah. see interacting with the, the the kid that went missing. But, but then oh, it, it just takes so many twists and turns. And I don't know how you thought, I don't know how somebody thought this, that this program off, but um, yeah, it's all to do with, there's a power station involved, which has caused some problems and that's got to do with the, the time shift. Um, I think the third season's out in June, so 
if you want to get up to speed on it, I would. It, it, it would be my top pick of the last year easily. Oh, boss. Yeah. That doesn't sound like something um, you like that, Richard. You don't like time travel normally. I don't like time travel when they're trying to just eat out to do more films. Not going to mention any, uh, any, <laughs> any one people where th- this is the, the time. We're looking at you. Time- We're looking at you back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not like they've had loads of films and now they think, oh, well, we'll do another one. We'll put, put a bit of time travel in it. No, it is part and parcel of it. Um, and then the final the final couple of episodes, they go into the future. Now, that's not spoily because if you go onto Netflix, the picture of it is in some sort of... Um, Basically, there's been a, there's been a nuclear bomb type things like Mad Max, um, desert, nothing there, a couple of buildings, if that. So um, you, you're going into the future, but when you start, when 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 you have discussions with the person you're watching it with, and the reason why I want somebody to watch it is so I can have a discussion with somebody else about it, is when you say something like, "The hang on, he's kissing his girlfriend, who's also." His brother's son's future auntie, or something like that. When you start getting, and it's like, oh my god! And then people come back and think, well, hang on, is that the auntie, or is that? And it, it, it's it's really, really, it's challenging, and that's what I like about it. You've got to think. Hang on, tractors going past. You've got to really, really think about what's going on, and it's so rewarding. Though that's that's what I love about it. You're, uh, or they're revealed if you like you really get a you get a little uh, a little spark from that as well so yeah that that's my pick of the pick of the year I think yeah superb yeah all right back to me then so um what else we watching so I rewatched Heat I haven't watched it for years I know we talked about it a while ago and it ah. Oh. It is absolutely stunning. It's better than I remember it. Um, obviously, it tells the tale of Robert De Niro's sort of group of um, bank robbers and or robbers, if you want to call them that, uh, doing it, doing a job. And Al Pacino's cop, who is trying to catch him and, and catch uh, all all the robbers and so on. Uh, and it's it's basically it's it's their two lives running in parallel. They're sort of living the same sort of life, but from two different sides of the law. Um, you know, they're very, very lonesome. Like, obviously, Robert De Niro is very uh, lonely and doesn't have a partner, but then sort of gets involved with this girl. Um, Al Pacino is, is seeing someone who's had marriages, but the marriage is sort of on the rocks because he's spending so much time in his job. So it's sort of like the jobs or the, the role that they do that affect them in their lives. And when you actually think about it and watch it, I, I, how parallel it is. You know, the, the, uh, different scenes happen at the same time, and they're living the same life. I, I think it's it's an absolute masterpiece, and I'd forgot how oh, good it is. Fantastic, mate! I I I think it's ahead of its time. Looking back, because I it's one of the movies. Obviously, with me being a massive De Niro and Pacino fan, it was one of them films that I hadn't seen. And I usually, I know you told me about it, and then obviously you bought it essentially for me to watch, didn't you? If you remember, Blue yeah, Red. yeah, and. That's and I, got, I got, brought it back and I watched it and I was like, listen, I'm going to throw this on. And Beck was like, oh, what is it? What is it? It's on for a while. Like, how long is it on, Carl? Is it like three hours? 
Yeah, it's nearly three hours, yeah. I think, yeah. Like two fifty yeah, for a yeah. while and back was like, Oh god, you know, I've got whatever to watch. And I was like, No, it says it says you know, I've gotta watch this, like, you know, I can't not not watch this movie. And the two of us were just sat there, it was like, Jesus Christ, this is fantastic. The performances, even Kilmer's performance in it. I know me and Leo was talking about Val Kilmer's performances with the guns and that, they're just oh it's brilliant, absolutely fantastic movie. Yeah. It's still the best. It's the best um, shootout ever done, ever captured on, um, ever captured on. Mm, it is, it is brilliant, isn't it? Um, and we're just recently talking about the Dark Knight as well. I know we were talking about it, but you can't half see the similarities between the two films. Um, you know, sort of like you know the Batman Joker being the two sort of um, parallel lives. You know, two different ways of that life could have gone. Mm. We're having very similar sort of themes between them. And this is very, very similar. And even some of the way, way the like the action scenes are shot. Christopher Nolan has just like sort of pinched it. There was one, there was one scene where yeah. I think it's um, it's a it's a lorry or it's it's something's just driving along the road, and the camera's just, like next to it, following it. And I thought that just looks yeah, like the dark night. Like, yeah. So it's it's it is. I, I can see the influence now on the Dark Knight, whereas. When I watched The Dark Knight, I couldn't remember Heat very much, but oh, just such a great film. Absolutely fantastic. Who's the director? Uh, Michael yeah, Mann. Michael Mann, yeah. Right. Yeah. Who, who Didn't he direct Miami Vice as well? He unfortunately <laughs> went and done Miami Vice, which was his next... Basically, you had, you had Heat, which was like, you know, absolutely fantastic. His next big, uh, his big production was mm. Collateral. Um, I've mentioned this before. Um, I went to pictures to see Collateral. Um, I, I don't know whether the fact that it was Tom Cruise as this sort of hitman. Um, everything about the film it looked brilliant. You could see like it was it was shot in the same way. The action scenes were kind of going for it, but it was like it was like dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jamie, Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox. I don't I don't know. They just didn't quite. But I suppose it was a tough act to live up to, to be honest. How do you, how do you, do you do another I, I, did, um, I, I did some market yeah. research for um, Collateral. I was pulled in by this woman with a clipboard, and they, they showed me the trailer for Collateral and asked me like my thoughts on it and on what was the gist of the story. And um, I did notice, and I'm not going to say what I said changed the trailer, but... I, I couldn't understand what Tom Cruise's what 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 was what was his role in the, in the initial trailer, and then he did later ch- change the trailers to show that what he was more like you know like the anti-hero kind of thing. Mm. Mm. That's boss, that. Yeah, I I I, I think you need to take more credit there. Al. I think that was just down to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> Alan, they should have got they should have got you involved in my because that was next big project afterwards. So it was, it, I, I, I'm a Colin Farrell fan. Um, I, I, I've always liked Colin mm. Farrell stuff, um, but it was it was shockingly bad that film. See, was, Lee, like, is it bad that I like that film? It was, it, 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 it's embarrassing. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't get. I don't mind. I don't mind that film. I thought it was okay. It wasn't great. Don't get me wrong, but like I thought it was like it was it was a good film to watch. No, 
the circle to suppose. The location. There's a lot of good locations there. Yeah, uh, that was that was a bad day. Love it. Not not one to rewatch then. No, it's definitely not one I'd recommend. <laughs> However, if any, anyone else wants to watch it, enjoy it, then that's great. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So we're uh, on to Alan. What have you Ellis um, watching? I was a bit apprehensive about talking about this, but I thought I could die tomorrow of coronavirus or whatever. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I had to watch it, the English game, six six episodes, six parts on, on Netflix. And um, for the listeners who don't know, uh, I was, I'm in several scenes. Uh, so when I first watched it, I was just like basically just looking out for myself and buzzing off it. Um, I'm not really following the story. <laughs> um, but then I, I did get it. It started off the first few episodes quite slow. I'm not. I'm, I don't really enjoy period dramas. I'm not really. I don't like Gosford Park. I don't like Downton Abbey. I haven't, I haven't really watched them, but I do feel like I, I might go back and watch them, see what they're like, because I did enjoy it. I think it's a good series. Mm. It's good, good story. I didn't actually. I enjoyed some of the uh, subplots better than the, the main plot. There was like a subplot of um, this uh, the girlfriend of one of the players, and she goes. She starts getting involved like an orphanage. And I found that more interesting than some of the football aspects of it. But I do, I did do enjoy the scenes that I'm in. And I was just, they kind of like these boardroom <laughs> scenes. And it made me feel like I was like, it's one of those, those boss scenes where like the, the Death Star, like um, Peter Cushion's character. And they're talking about like, you know, the, the Death Star and stuff. And, it makes me look super evil and I'm like, I'm against, <laughs> I'm against the working classes and I'm like, I'm, you know, anyone knows me is like, I'm, I'm not like that at all. And I'm not authoritative at all. And there's this guy from, I think he's in the crown and he's like, he's like talking, he's like plotting and he's looking at me. <laughs> and he's like, got a cigar, he's like blowing, blowing smoke at me. And that look, makes me look like I'm the one like to say, I'm, I'm like, say, you know, I've got the say so about against, against the working classes, and I, and I just was like, I just laughed my head up. Yeah. Just, I, I thought it was incredible, like <laughs> just for that to be out there, you know. And um, but I'm in about, I'm in most episodes. To be honest, you can spot me in most episodes. It's just, a, just mm. it's good, good fun to do. Really good fun to film. The best thing I've ever done, and really good, to, really enjoyable to yeah. watch as well. Oh, boss. That's quality. Yeah, that is that is brilliant. That. So, Alan, are you just are you a recurring character or are you playing different I think, characters? I mean, I think I'm the same character to be honest, because um, I'm like a middle class man <laughs> at the on at the games, and then I'm in the these boardroom meetings all the time. Um, mm. And when we were filming them, like we filmed the, the boardroom over two days. And I felt like other other like background actors had more to do than I did, but like I feel like I was like featured quite a, quite quite a bit in the actual cut, like as, as I said, you know what how they, they've, they've, they've cut it and stuff. Um, I mean, there's one shot though, no, they didn't use because I was I noticed that it was a really hot day, and I I I I got like quite sunburned and I got re- and the, the sun cream was like seeping into my eyes. I got really bloodshot eyes and like I'm one there's one shot where. The guy from Kingsman was like to, to my right right hand side, 
and I've sat right by him, but they never used that shot where I'm sat right by him. And I'm thinking because I must have had like bright red blood bloodshot eyes. Yeah. I just saw the shot. So. Did, did you rate your performance out? Did you reckon you were good? I, I reckon I split that the one bit where I've, I've shown you the like that clip. I think because I, I didn't know the gravity, you know, how much importance what was being said was because we didn't get a given a script. And it was a bit like, what, what my my looks look dead flippant, like I'm not arsed. But like, <laughs> 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 but I, I wish I wish I, I had more more knowledge of the story and like the importance because I might have I don't know. I, I, people have only my mum and dad have watched it, or, and someone I used to work with has watched it, and um, and they said I was uh, you know they noticed me and they said I was I was really good in it, but. I, I just oh, looked like I was taking the piss. I think, to be honest. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, we have to have a look though, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> Brilliant, that all, yeah. And you know, fully fledged star there, yeah. Because we've seen the pictures, then we like you sent us videos and that, and it, it is it is funny like to see yourself on the telly. But no, well done, you're super yeah, proud. You know what I mean? First step to Hollywood. Talk about stuff like that, but I just thought, thought I could be dead tomorrow. I mean. And like, it's just scaring me, you know. I've just got to talk about it. And it's out now, anyway. It's not like it's 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 in production. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's out. It's, it's out there. Well. So it's why like not? Number four on the most watched on Netflix for a while. So mm-hmm. I've seen all these Americans yeah. like reviewing uh, it on YouTube, and I'm just like buzzing that it's out there, you know. And I'm a part of it, you know. It's really honestly, mate. Yeah. I'm made. I'm really proud of you, there, lads, because it's it's proper. I've been lo- I have honestly. I've heard like loads of people going on about it, Raven, and I've mentioned it a few times. Like I've said, oh, my mate, mate, Anna Worker was in the podcast with Alan. He's in it, like, and all that. So honestly, mate, it's something to be proud of that you should be made up. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Superb. Uh, okay, James, over to you. Anymore? <laughs> oh yes. Right. So. I've, got, I've watched so much and obviously we're going to get through some of it. Um, I'm going to try to get through as much of it as I can. But I can't go any further. So this next part, I'm going to mention the unbelievable um, Netflix um, show, Tiger King. Mm. Um, so it, it's one of those. Now, I've known about this guy for a while. Um, well, the main, the main guy. Um, through like watching documentaries and Instagram and stuff, but I felt like I had to watch it. It's like this phenomenon that everyone's talking about at the minute, and yeah. it's absolutely yeah. no leaves watching as well, so Lee can talk in a minute about it. But I'd, I'd really recommend it, and I wouldn't recommend it just for like it being brilliant, I'd recommend it for just for sheerly being unbelievable. You know, some of the things that go on, and you know. The guy himself, who's you know, you know, I won't, I can't ruin the story too much, but you know, he's, it's just, a, it's, it's an absolute shocker, and it's real, and it's all real, and it's all like what goes on in America, and you know, in like, these animal sanctuaries and stuff like that. It's absolutely absurd, but it's one of those that you watch, but you, you, you don't want to watch, but you, you sort of gotta watch because it's that shocking, and you can't believe it's happening, and you know. What's the saying that Don King used to say? Only in America, only in America. Yeah, it, it's mm. it's very much the case when you watch it. It really is. It's um, it's like you just thinking it can't possibly get any any more outlandish 
and then it does. But some of the stuff that happens is like I feel yeah. enjoying this program. <laughs> some of some of the things that happen is like tragic, and uh, you know, me and Bromi are like animal lovers as well. Mm. But it's um, you're watching it and you're like, oh no, this this just can't be happening. But you know what it does, and it's um, and it's. It's creating news for one of the sort of subplots of the story um, about a woman who's. Greg, you can say that, like, you can say that. It's all over social media. Go on. Yeah. It is um, about whether this Carol Basket woman's um, murdered her husband. Um, and the sheriff's departments uh, have reopened the case <laughs> on the back of this program. And it's just like. Carol Baskin. You were about it, and if you haven't seen it, you, mm. you need to you need to see it. It's you know what he's spot on. It you know it's an obsession, you know, which has ultimately ended will put somebody in trouble over it. But you know, there's like there's a man who's got his own animal sanctuary, and whether it's run right or wrong, you know, there's other people that are doing it across America, but they're trying to take him down. And then he gets into this feud with this woman. He's obsessed. There's like this guy is his life's you know taken over, consumed by this woman called Carol Baskin, and he's obsessed with her. And as it happens, Carol Baskin's apparently, allegedly, again, allegedly that way. Don't want to get in trouble. Has fed her, her ex-husband, <laughs> who was a multi-millionaire, to her, to the Tigers. So yeah, but yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> absurd. And as Luke said, it's one of them. But lads, you've got to watch it. It's number one sender on Netflix, I think, still, and it's been out now for about four yeah. weeks. So how many episodes is the other? It's one of them. Yeah, yeah it's almost eight. I think, ten, I think it's it? eight or nine. Um, I think they've made they've just made a bonus episode mm. which I haven't watched as yet. Um, I, I kind of like epilogue episode, um, and I need to see that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah, before. definitely. Honestly, that it's yeah. it's a much watch. As I said, mainly probably wouldn't say it's the best thing you'll watch, but it's the most fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That is the that is the word, and you will binge watch it. Um, because it's just this whole sort of subculture of people um, who, you know, may have got into the looking after animals and tigers, whether, you know, you'd agree with um, zoos or animals in captivity, whether you don't. Um, I know that's a, you know, complete hot potato. And, you know, some of the people might have got into it with the best of intentions. Others probably haven't as you'll find out and it's just fascinating um, it's just I, I can't, I can't it. honestly, honestly it's just it's nuts honestly I can't I can't even like you know, these people are just absolutely bonkers I feel like it's mad it's just um, they're insane but um, you know obviously it's centered around this um this Joe Exotic, the Tiger King fella, who's just completely... What a, what a name. Um, um, but he's not the worst. He's, he's kind of not... I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I said that to my mum. I said to my mum, my mum was like, what's that about? I said it. But it basically follows the story of Joe Exotic and his obsession with Carol Baskin. But it also talks about, you know, Doc Cantwell and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I would, like I won't ruin the ending or whatever, but he, he seems to be like sort of... Targeted when there's worse people than him. Yeah, there really is. And 
you know, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, as Bromi mentioned before, um, me and me and Bromi have been following this like yeah, for quite a while, yeah, for years on Instagram, and thinking it was like a, a you know a big like nosley safari <laughs> park, but just in America, so everything's bigger and more bigger budgets. And I was I, I couldn't believe it because um, I've even shown obviously my girlfriend's little one loads of these dog apple videos. Uh, with all the different animals and things like that, and then I think it was like two or three episodes in, and I rang Baromi up when I realised I was like, "This is yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I was telling my brother, I was like, "I've been following this dog out, and he's like, "What have you been following? How on earth can you get that?" Like, yeah, I mean, he thought it was like a zoo full of like nice friendly like, people, and it's just on Facebook. Yeah. It's it's like uh, I mean if anyone's watched the uh, I remember I watched that program Blackfish yeah. about Sea World um, and that dealt with marine animals in captivity. Um, it's just as it's it, it's like that in terms of it's hard hitting, but the characters themselves are that funny. You'll you'll generally yeah, be like yeah. trying to laugh at the times. Um, but other times you'll be like, I shouldn't be enjoying this program because some of the stuff that happens to people is genuinely like, you know, it's it's really hard. It, it reminds me a bit like, is it a bit like making a murderer in terms of like, it's a real life story and you just can't believe that this is going on or this has got happened? Like, is that sort of impact? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know, in terms of like, you know, you've mentioned making a murderer, this is an ongoing case with these people. Um, the FBI, um, you know, as as I've mentioned, the sheriff's departments in this area are still looking into actions that people in this program may or may yeah. not have been involved in. Um, yeah, it's, and the thing is, from it as well, it's like it's it's basically the way it's being perceived that the, the show is like the main target has been obviously Joe Exotic. And he's sort of, there's been, like, people are looking into his case and people are sympathising with his case. But there's other people who've got away with the stuff they're doing. And then the FBI are looking into them more. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, I mean, you can say a lot of things about Joe Exotic. And there's even, I think, I think even in the final episode, he kind of admits he, he does say, "No, I've got listen, yeah. I did get involved in this business with the best of intentions," um, which he, which you know, he he may have. Um, but like I said, this, 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 I, I totally agree with Lee. There's, there's sort of a bit of an innocence about him, and you know, when he did start off, I think he got eaten up in the um, in like the the drama of it all, but I think originally when he started it off, I think he had good intentions. But there's a particular scene, and this isn't a spoiler, you might have seen the gif or whatever. But basically he had people working for him at this point who weren't really fans of him. You know, as it gone further down the line, he sort of his his people who'd worked for him in his thing had sort of, you know, left and he had like other people working for him. And he got sabotaged one day. So people like sprayed his shoes with like fragrance. But like any, but he, when he used to do his lives, he used to go in with the tigers, and um, obviously this fragrance like attracts the tigers or the lions to no. you, and basically these people set them up. So basically, which is how bad that. So they'd spray them with um, with all this fragrance, 
knowing full well that as soon as he starts trying to film, this tiger's going to go for him. So the has tiger gets him. That's right. The tigers do go for him. And fortunately, he knows, he knows the tigers uh, well enough that he manages to kill yeah, he, gets, he got like full set up. He could have got killed. But he, he literally, luckily, as Lee said, he knew them. He knew the Tigers, so like he gives them, I think, a hit or something, a smack, and then he, he like shoots his gun into the sky, doesn't he? Or I think, and it scares them. It scares them off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he got set up. He could have got like eaten because <laughs> that's mad. That yeah, yeah, I have to give yeah. that a watch. I've seen all the I say seen all the memes and that on yeah. on the internet, and yeah, I'll have to give it a watch. Yeah. Like happy day, nice one, James. Go on, Lee. Have you got another one for us? Um, no, that's that's pretty much it actually. Because I knew Broly was going to mention yeah. Tiger King, um, and I've still got um, I've got to catch up on my Westworld. Um, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm intending to be to, to basically catch up on. I've only seen the first episode so far, which was a feature yeah. episode, uh, and in between going back to The Witcher, um, I haven't had the chance to sort of catch up on that as yet. Um, but I'm, I'm certainly open to um, it's been mentioned before as well a couple of people have mentioned Killing Eve um, I know that's probably something that I may I may watch at some point but I may wait I may watch that with uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a, absolutely outstanding mate um, without giving it too much away the third series started on Monday um, available on the iPlayer yeah. and honestly not just because she's one of our own not just because she's a scouter I um, just think Josie Comer is one of the best things that's about at the minute. She's absolutely incredible. Honestly, I just I just, I watch it and just think you are the best thing going now. In in in, in as in female actresses, we thought she's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Richard thinks. I don't know Richard's a fan. I don't know what he thinks. But I just think she's on. Yeah, we've we've not started it yet. Um, my. Uh, when I saw the adverts for it, I started getting a little worried that are they are they making it look a little bit too fancy and big? Because the advert, it, there's lots of sweeping shots and and that's what Killing Eve's not about that. But I hope they've kept with the original, you know, the original um, recipe that they had, uh, which is basically her being an absolute nutcase. The thing uh, is about it, she's just, I think Josie Colmer, she's such a big actress and now I think you can see in what she's doing. I think she's just won Grammys and everything. She's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And we just need to see her now take a lead yeah. role in a massive film. We just need to see her take that big yeah. role now. Yeah. She's ready for it. She's already a Grammy winner. She's a, you know she's nominated for absolutely everything as e as um sorry Villanelle. She's you know she's she's won everything. This role and you know with accents she's learnt and. Sorry, not accents, foreign languages, all that. Incredible. I need, we need to see her now as, a, as the lead lady in a film. We need to. And it needs to be a big blockbuster produced by one of these massive directors we spoke about. And they need, we, she needs to front a movie now. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's one of them. I need to catch, as we said before, I need to catch up with it. Um, yeah, I know you, you, you've you always raised about it, haven't you, Richard? So, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. need to watch it. Yeah. My my dad put me on to that, um, which is yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah. A couple of things that you need to catch up on and watch, but um, I think Telly's like quite big for him at the moment as well. <laughs> yeah, it is very problem at the moment. 
Have you got any more, Richard? Um, another one my dad recommended was, and this this is going back a long time ago now since it started, was Luther. Um, we've never never seen it before, but it's filling in the line of duty come bodyguard gap that we've got at the moment. Mm. And, and and I think if you've not seen Luther, get get, get on to iPlayer. No, it's not iPlayer, it's Netflix, I think. It probably has on my player as well, to be honest. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, and give it a watch. You, you've got a brilliant character in, um, is it Rita Wilson? Um, yes. Uh, and and she, she's a little bit uh, of an odd one like Villanelle is. Um, in the, uh, and there's a great relationship between her and Luther going on and you just don't know what it's about, but they sort of rely on each other and they... It's it's a really nice, um, really nice relationship. But we've just started the second season, um, and I think yeah, we're binge watching that. So when I said dark's the best thing of of the year, I think Luther's the best thing since whatever it was before that. Um, I think about ten years I old, think isn't you, it? Yeah, I think you get the nail on there, there Richard. I've watched Luther after the end loads about it, and um, for me. Yeah, the relationship between the two characters is the best thing about it. Um, it, it. It had a few things in it for me that I thought it wasn't brilliant, but that, that the writing for them two mm-hmm. characters was the best thing about it. Um, and that, that was what kept me watching it, really. Um, <laughs> and this is BBC, yeah. what, 10, 12 years ago as well? Yeah, be that's... Or is it more? I don't know, but that's uh, that's pretty good going. That and uh, and just having a, yeah, two thousand and ten it started. So um, yeah, we'll be keeping that up, and we, we've started Spooks as well with the kids. The kids can watch that. So um, yeah, um, but like I said, just, just starting season two of Luther mm. with Spooks. Have, have you got up to the frying pan scene yet, or the fat the fat fryer scene yet? Mm-hmm. No, no. But, uh, and Alex is, Alex, because he's like, he's 11, he's going, this doesn't interest me. I said, it's a little bit like James Bond and CIA and FBI, and, you know, this is the bias and stuff like that. And and I don't know whether to say to him, sort of like, to keep him interested, Alex, wait until you see, wait until you, you see the face in the frying pan. <laughs> or, I don't know whether to just say that to me, uh, or just leave it. Because, uh, again, and it's, was massive. It was very, very big, um, and everybody was talking about it. I think that that's going back to two thousand and two. I think it's way back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not really aged badly. It's, it's got a bit of a nineties feel about it. Um, but um, yeah, I remember when I watched it all those years ago when I was a young whippersnapper. <laughs> I did like it. Um, uh, yeah, don't remember much of it, but um, yeah, we picked that up again. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, have you seen the film? It was on the other night, wasn't it? No, I've not. I've I never. Was it? Is it any good, or was it a bit of a Miami Vice type of flop? Well, I I never watched Spooks on the TV, but I went to pitch to see because Lorne used to like Spooks, and I, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. I could follow along with the film. It was sort of like its own little self-contained story. Um, I think it's got Kit Harrington in it. I think. Yeah, it has. Yeah, as advised. 
And it, yeah, it was all right. It was only the night. I was, I was watching the, like the opening scenes. It was good, yeah. But, uh, it was that a night? Must be, yeah. I think it was on like, uh, BBC, yeah. I think so. Well, I'll have a look for that. I'll have a look for it. Yeah. If it's standalone, you can watch it without watching the... Because obviously the seasons you need to watch in order. Yeah. And the episodes you have to watch I, in order. But it's a standalone I, thing. I think it does follow on from the series. It was like it was sort of the, the, the last series, series. It followed after that, didn't it? Um, yeah. So I don't know if it spoils anything in the show. I don't know. Yeah, it's, one, sure. it's one of them. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've... I've also been watching a few um, sort of retro films, if you like, um, in the Harry Potter films. Been watching them for a couple of weeks now. We're up to yeah. the Goblet of Fire, and yeah. th- this one, like the, the previous three or four, whatever I think it's the previous three, the, 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 there's not much peril to them. You know, obviously the, 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 the sort of they might get killed or whatever, but they, but they don't, and no one does. This is the first one where, where someone gets killed, and you're like, oh, yeah. this yeah. is big business now. This is getting scary. This is getting like. This is where it's like the tail end of the, the, the story, really, isn't it? It starts because um, Voldemort sort of returned. Um, so yeah, it's a yeah. bit more backstory of why he's obsessed with Harry Potter and why you know his followers are obsessed with him. Um, really good. I mean, they are good films. They are really, really good films. And the acting is getting a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like Corporal of Fire, to be honest. I think mm. it's a film. Yeah, and the future Batman takes his a uh, takes takes a role in it as well, doesn't he? Big role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, really enjoyed Goblet of Fire. So what, what's the next one after that? Is it the Phoenix Order of the Phoenix? Is it? Uh, Not sure. I think yeah. So. yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. probably yeah, one of the best beginnings. The the night bus scene. That is that rich, isn't it? it. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where... We're going through London and just all the little the little detail that goes on with that. Um, yeah, yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant beginning. Is that where the bus shrinks as well? Like it's a, it's a double decker bus, but it shrinks. Yeah, yeah, it goes between the two other buses over one of the bridges, That's right, yeah. and it's squashing. Um, but but they're so they're so creative, and I mean, I know in a past episode we've talked about after reading the Harry Potter books and then seeing the films mm. and seeing all of them being brought to life. <clears throat> I mean, what, what an imagination to, to come up with all the things. But even on just, just that opening 10 minutes, so much going on, so much detail in it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's, that's my favourite. I think it's, it's that Prisoner of Azkaban that one's in. I think that's my favourite one. I do like that one. Um. Can't remember. Yeah, they all know they're the people. Yeah, it is good. That, uh, Lenny Henry is the voice of the, the bus. Isn't yeah. yeah, yeah, Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> the, the little sunken head that's hanging down. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, so, yeah that, that's what we're catching up on Harry Potter films, which have been good. Really enjoying. Hey, Carl, that's, that's a great idea what you're doing there with the Harry Potters, you know, like to binge through them and stuff like that. I think that's a great idea. Um. Because yeah. they are the them type of films, they are they're on for a while, the classics, but they're also with the greatest respect because they are good movies. They are sort of films that you you forget little bits, don't you? You forget like I don't know, I don't know why. Harry Potter's one of them films that I've yeah. seen every single one loads of times, but I can never remember bits and bobs. It's always like you know for talks to Kira. Like not that I always talk to Kira about Harry Potter, but I don't care as a Harry Potter fan. 
and you know she told Harry yeah. Potter. We saw. I, I don't know. I sort of struggle to think of. I forget things, do you know what I mean? And it looks like, you know, sometimes it looks like you've not seen the actual film. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Have, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's one of those movies where I think it's a great idea to sit and binge. Um, Harry Potter, I think it's quality. Yeah. And you're right, because obviously mm. the, 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 the stories, in the, like the, the stories, the early stories lead into the later ones, obviously. And they do re- reference back to things. And like, obviously, watching them now, you go, oh, yeah, I know such and such, and they're talking about him and they're talking about that. Oh yeah, Tom Riddle. That that's you know on the gravestones that you don't mention. Oh, we know who he is. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It, to, to watch them like so well, close together, it, it has been that's been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Um, so James, you got any more? Oh for yeah, us? I've got loads. I've got absolutely loads, mate. <laughs> um, I'm trying okay. to think which ones to talk about because of course all they've gone with a film, gone with a TV show. I think I'm going to go back. Film, yeah. um, because I've mentioned two really good things now, so I've got to mention something crap, haven't I? Um, so yeah, so yesterday, what's it? Is it a big moment? No, it's not, it's not bad enough for that, but it's, it's, you know, all it is is basically, you know, as you know, you hear a lot of reviews about films, and you know, people recommend films. And a film that's been recommended to me, and it was by none other than our host, Carl Pierce. Oh, no. A film, <laughs> and he hasn't seen himself, but I remember when it was before it got released, it was he was straight on to me. I went, oh, James, you need to watch this. Look at this. And this is a film called Yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watched Yesterday, funny enough, Yesterday. But you never told me Ed Sheeran was in it. Um, Ed, Ed Sheeran yeah. is in it, and it basically, with you know, without ruining anything, it follows a story of an unsuccessful musician, um, and he has an accident. Um, but whilst he has his accident, um, he falls off his bike. It's not a big thing. Um, and when he falls off his bike, he, you know, he has a, he, you know, there's a power cut, and anyway, he comes around and he begins to realise that with that power cut, people don't remember who the Beatles were anymore. So he starts flogging the Beatles tunes at his own. Um, and that is the story mm. of it, really. And there's a little... I, I, think, I, like, I like the idea of that. I think it's quite yeah, original. It's a great concept. But, but, it, but does it, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And Ed Sheeran is awful <laughs> in it. Ed Sheeran is in it far too much than I thought he was. I thought he'd feature in it because um, of the trailer Carl showed me, but I never knew he'd have such a key role in it. And as I said, it's not just because I don't like Ed Sheeran musically, it, it's just a poor film. No, no I'm not a bit How do you know? But, but honestly, it's just <laughs> such a poor movie. I would honestly I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I think it get I think it's like high sevens on IMDB. Um I don't know or whatever, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it means on the high sevens, high sixes. Um, and it's probably I'd I'd give it like a five point something. It's a poor movie. Um Good cast, you know, good good actors in it. You know, people share the purpose, mm. but as I said, it's just it's a really poor movie, um, and it's a movie that I think it did get a little bit of hype, didn't it? Because as I said, the idea of it was so different. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, Richard Curtis is, is director, isn't he? Or the writer, yeah. isn't he? Um, as well. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm like that now. Sigh of relief. I thought I'd recommended something that I liked, and you hated, but because. Yeah. <laughs> I when I seen the trailer for it, I, I loved the bit as we talked about before. Loved the Beatles, but this just did not look good at all. And I'm glad you've said it's 
it's shit. Yeah. To be honest, I'll probably still give it a watch. We'll probably never again. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just very <laughs> mediocre. That's the word. Like I said, I said to Beth after it, she is like, I'd love to get her on this podcast because she's ruthless. She really is. Even considering the stuff she yeah. as well. But she went, she was like, it was just, it was, you know, you know what I mean? That was the thing she said, like, yeah, like, blah. It was just like, that's how it made her feel. Not enough to turn off, but not enough to, to, to rave about. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're watching it to see what happens, like, just just to see, like, how did it end? Yeah. Not that you're yeah, bothered, but you're... Yeah. That, that, funny, that's exactly what, it, what happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great concept, poorly executed. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds nice one, James. Um, Lee, you you said you've, you've watched Everything Can yet, so should we go back to Richard? Yes. Um, yeah, just caught up on on a couple of films. Um, one I'm not going to delve too much in, which was Misery, um, back in the 1990s. James Caan and Kathy Bates. I didn't Did realise she? she got an Oscar for it for her wow. performance. Yeah. Yeah, she was phenomenal. She was absolutely phenomenal in that film. Crazy, crazy. Um, I mean, we all know the story. We all know the story of it based on the Stephen King film. Um, But what I literally have just finished watching probably one minute before we started recording was was the film Hannibal, not the series, but the film Hannibal. Um, The the amount of times I've watched it... um, and it's it's usually been on late at night, and I've put it on, and I've fallen asleep for about an hour. It's always on ITV too. Yeah, yeah. I think I've only watched it in its entirety once, which is when it came out, and ever since then, no, not seen it in, not seen that last hour. But um, what a good film! Um, I remember that there were. There were parts in it, you know. There's the there's the very well known bit at the end where uh, he's eating his own brain. <laughs> there's the bit where the pigs go in at um, uh, the the pigs are having a go at the the absolutely incredible Gary Oldman character. Um, I mean, going going back to our best actors podcast, I can't remember if we mentioned oh, Gary Oldman, but every time I see him. He is in so many different things. Um, he was in something else, and I couldn't recognise him recently. Can't remember what it was, but um, I remember saying I couldn't. Was it the Churchill film? Say again. Yeah, I think so. Right, that's right. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm starting to really see a fantastic actor in him. I know he's been going for ages, but the more I see of his older films. You know, he's astonishing. Um, but yeah, absolutely great film. So just sort of like caught up on things that that we've we've not really seen for a long time. Um great performance, of course, by uh oh, who replaced Starling? Julianne Moore. I can see her face now, because obviously Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um brilliant one liners by her. I always used to use one in the classroom uh, when she cut one of the uh, the um FBI guys down when she says something like, uh, I'm not speaking to you. You'd know if I'm speaking to you if you'd know if I was speaking to you because I'd be looking at you. And I've used that so many times in the classroom. Just cut the kids down when they're just being rude, playing just, you know, <laughs> just talking over me or buttoning in front of somebody. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. One of those films that we've talked about before. There's so many sections to it. Um, but yeah, I've never got past the last hour, apart from the first time mm. I watched this. Um, so now I've got the the Red Dragon Buzz, which is of course the remake of Manhunter, um, and I'd like to watch the original, of course, Silence of the Lambs. I'd like to rewatch that mm. again, but just you know, sitting down and watching it. Uh, and paying attention to it because there's so many films out there that you know of, you kind of know how it goes. You maybe watched it when you were young and you weren't paying attention. Uh, I want to pick up on a couple of those, especially now that we've got the time to do it. Yeah. So which which of the Hannibal Lecter films are there? Absolutely. I think there's only the three. There, yeah. there was Manhunter, which was the very, very first one. That had... Yeah, Brian um, Cox, is it? No. Uh, um, yeah yeah that was the very very first one that was with will oh i, I only know him as grisham off, <laughs> off csi um can't remember um but it has him in it and then there was silence of the lambs then they they remade uh, yeah. they then did Hannibal, and then they remade and Hunter. I think there's only the three because that's what I was saying to Claire. Has there been another film chronologically after Red Drag? Uh, no, sorry, after. Um, what was the one I just watched? See, I, I feel like there is. Cannibal. I feel like the, there there's another the one. But I don't know. No, no. Um, it's uh, it's Sound of the Lambs. Um, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of the series. And there was, there was an yeah. awful, awful how Hannibal was made. I can't remember what it was called. It was dreadful. Um, it was. Ah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah, and I think we just you know, move on from that what's, because that's sort of like what, that, what's the plot? The, the, the plot, the plot of Red Dragon. Um, so it's after Silence of the Lambs. Um, basically, I'm trying to think, oh, how did Hannibal come back on the scene? I think um, Starling's position in the CIA is sort of threatened a little bit, and he's he's sort of helping her out. Um, but the, the, the main storyline is that there's an old um, patient of Hannibal's yeah. who wants revenge, basically. Uh, so the guy played by Gary Oldman and um, Hannibal got him to get a piece of glass and to cut his face off uh, which is why he ends up with the all the scars all over his well it's not a scar he doesn't have a face really does he um, and now he's basically putting out a bounty on him of, of three million and if you can if, if they get Hannibal then you get three million um, so there's a there's a uh, a police officer chief of police sorry in Florence who starts thinking that this might be the guy, this new, this new person, I think he's called okay. Dr. Field, is Hannibal Lecter. It turns out it is. Hannibal gets on to it, and oh, it, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad. Because I, I think it was about 6 o'clock, and I thought, I can watch this now before the podcast. Oh, um, and I'm really glad I did. It's, uh, just for the purposes of the chronological order... Red Dragon is the remake of Manhunter, so the order yeah. technically is Red Dragon, um, Silence of the Lambs, yes, then yeah. Hannibal, although they were made mm. in the <clears throat> order. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I always remember um, Anthony Hopkins said he, he wouldn't make another one after Silence of the Lambs because it was like such an intense character and it may damage people, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an actor. Um, he, he obviously came back and did them and I think only he can do. Brian Cox's was not bad, but... You know, some of the shots were they they watching a video of of Hannibal having a go at one of the nurses' faces, and they pause it, and you just see him, and there's just this the look in his face is just like an absolute mania. But then he can yeah, be a he's lovely not, he's savage. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely yeah. fantastic. I mean, the the, the 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 television show, obviously, the Mads Mikkelsen incarnation of Hannibal is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. and it does does. There's plenty of nods to the actual films. Uh, in fact, certain scenes are actually shot for shot, word for word. Um, um, it's very complimentary to the mm. to the films, really. The television show, television show is also worth a watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super. Well, I mean, I've I've got two more things. I'm, I'm going to mention one quickly and then one big one. Hopefully, you've seen it. So, I've started watching Hunters. Uh, I've watched the first episode and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I can I can see what people are saying about it being a bit of a sensitive subject, but it's sort of like got that sort of comic book feel to it. It's it's you know it's not it's sort of black black violence if you like or black comic violence, isn't it? So it's got mm. that feel to it where it's um, it's good versus mm-hmm. evil, which you know it, it is, but yeah, it's not it's not taking itself too serious with this very very serious subject. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very much. I mean, we've mentioned sort of, um, mm. I mean, you know, in Inglorious Bastards as well, that had some ultra dark humour in it. Um, but obviously, around uh, you know a very sensitive subject that you know people are still alive who who went through the horrors of, yeah. um, you know, the Holocaust and things like that. Um, and I don't know Hunter's got a little bit of stick over it, um, but. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't wait for you to have finished it because I've finished it, and yeah. it, there's a massive elephant in the room that I need to speak about when it's over. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can't go into it too much, obviously. But yeah, yeah absolutely right. great. I think it was brilliant. Um, very well acted. Um, but yeah, just a little bit insensitive. But yeah, very good. And yeah, a solid TV series. I wouldn't, as I said, I'd probably. I don't know. I wouldn't not recommend it. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'd put it in there. Carl, to good chance to give it as a recommendation. I think it's decent. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I probably wouldn't watch it if Al Pacino wasn't wasn't in it. To be honest, I wouldn't have given it a second thought. But I'm glad. I'm glad I have. And I'll obviously like persevere with it. Um. That that opening is it an open scene? Is it where it's 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 out at, at like a pool party or a barbecue or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's with his family. Yeah. That, that's really good. That that's really well shot and and obviously well. It's well acted, and you know it's 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 shocking, and I, I like that. It sort of gets you hooked, doesn't it? Um, mm. So I'm assuming we're going to see other things like that, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I enjoyed that. So that's I've only seen the first episode up to now, though. But the big thing that I've watched since since last spoke to anyone was the new Red Dwarf Promised Land. So <laughs> did anybody else watch this? It's recorded on our box. It's on our box to watch. I'm just going to throw it on. No. Later. Yeah. Okay. Do you want my opinions on it or what? Go on, yeah, no, I want it, I want to hear it, yeah. So obviously, like I've spoken about in the past, a massive, massive Red Dwarf fan, love Red Dwarf, love everything about it. Um, the, the, 
there's a f- few episodes of Red Dwarf which are all absolutely awful. It's basically the ones that are called Red Dwarf X, um, which is from years ago, and it's where they go to Coronation Street, and they're not very good. Mm. They're, they're worth to watch, but they're not very good. Um, this d- doesn't feel as bad as that, but it's not great. It's 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 worth a watch. And it's it's entertaining, and the stories, you know, you know, it's a red dwarf story. You know, it's there for the story, but you're, you're there for the you're there for the chemistry between them four, and but that is still there, and that is brilliant. You know, there's there's, there's a few parts where you, you laugh out loud. Uh, well, I did anyway. Um, it took a while to get me first laugh, though. I'll be honest. Um, it's I, I said to me to our mark. I thought it was on a bit too long. It, it, they could, if they condensed it to uh, you know. I don't know how long it was, but if the Kent's like 40 minutes, it would have been better. Um, it, it feels overindulgent on the behalf of the creators. I think like they've, they've sort of like, they've tried to go big and just slightly missed. Um, the, I think the whole charm of yeah. Red Dwarf was that it wasn't big. Um, it was purposely yeah. shot on a shoestring budget. Um, to make it look, yeah. to make everything look a bit shit and stupid, yeah, because um, that just added to the charm of the show, and it was more about it was more about the that just yeah one line slapstick yeah. comedy, the um, you know all all yeah. centered around how much they hated that yeah. uh, <laughs> one of the greatest characters ever, um, yeah, just absolutely fantastic in in every way. Um, and I am going to watch the promised land, and I just hope they have them. I just it, well, it is. I'm, I'm just thinking of one thing because I'll tell you a bit of the story because it's not going to really spoil it. But you know, basically, the cat, his um, sort of race of cat people, they left Red Dwarf to go and find the promised land. This is you know, before Lister came out of status for those who know the story. Um, yeah. so basically, Lister, Lister was seen as a god to the uh, cat yeah. people, yeah. cloister the stupid, they call them. Um, and there was all sort of wars over Lister's teachings as being a god. Though he's not, he's not a god. You know, he's obviously just Lister being a slob. Um, so basically, the, the Red Dwarf crew run into this the, this cat civilization. Um, so there are a few silly things. For example, they are still cats. So, so there's 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 a few instances with a, a a laser pointer. You know, you imagine cats with laser pointers. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but the, the, uh, I won't say it, I won't say it, because it, it was quite funny when you first see it, and it was it was good. Like So like, you've got to remember, these look like people, and they're really tough people, but they're still cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so like, it's it's one of them, I'm going to watch it again. I'm, I'm going to buy it on DVD. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I, you know I'm still, I'm still going to have the complete set. Am I, am, I do I love it? No. Am I glad it exists? Yes, yeah, certainly, because them four are just fantastic together. They 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 actually spark on the screen, you know what I mean? They, they just play off each other so well. They, you know, they've been working with each other for 30 odd years now. Mm-hmm. And you think, you know, they, they're just fantastic, them four especially. Um so yeah. yes, he does make an appearance. Who's Holly again on this? He's not, that's not a that's not a spoiler because he's on the post Is it? Oh right, okay. So, so we're um because I, I think some of his yeah. some of his lines are yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, some um, of his are the best. I won't say too much about him. You know, he's the Dougal, he's the Dougal in there. But um, is the other Holly, because when I said is Holly no, in it, he said, not, yes, he is. Is the other Holly yeah, not? She's not in it, no. 
Um, so Lady Hollies. Yeah. As a Red Dwarf fan, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, w- I was expecting more. It was a bit overlong. Could have recommend it. Give it a watch. See what you think. Um, not 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 classic Red Dwarf though. Yeah. So anyone else anymore that we haven't mentioned? Yeah. I've got loads. Right. So I might have to whiz through them, can I? <laughs> can I? So I'll whiz through Go something and then I'll talk about I'll talk about. So I don't know why, I don't know how usually I'm feeling, so I'm gonna talk about this first. I've enjoyed you know, the way I slag all like pardon me French, but the shite telly. You know. Yeah. You no, know, do you know what I mean? Like the likes of, you know, Homes <laughs> Under the Hammer, the dinner dates of the world and all that. Yeah. I've started, I don't know, because things on the news and that are so heavy and everything's heavy. I've started to appreciate the shite. Mm. And I don't and because it, it just it's it's effortless and it's you know it's daft and so I've got to mention here I've been watching dinner dates to, you know <laughs> constant baby shows um homes under the hammer um I've been even watching the Kardashians I've watched Geordie Shaw the real OGs whatever that is I've watched <laughs> Sam and Mummy Fairs if you know who they are their Mummy Diaries I've just watched quite a lot of crap. But I've enjoyed watching it because you know, because of like the intensity and everything on the news is doing gloom. The crap on the TV for once in my life, I've, mm. I've, I've all that. I've thought it was all right. So I wanted to just mention that. Mm. Is anyone seen any of them that I've mentioned by oh. the way, or anyone watched any of them? Yeah, I'll jump in. But it's it's it, they're like chewing gum for the, for the brain, aren't they? They just they're there. No. Yeah. They don't they don't fulfil you any more. They just spend your time. But I agree. I mean, I I love used to watch Jeremy Kyle when we're off work and that because um, it's just like that. Homes Under Hammer, yeah. I, I think it's great. I mean, I don't go on my way to watch it, but when it's on, I'll watch it. Um, and yeah, James, next time you watch it, look out for this, right? You know when when the estate agents go in the house, right? And yeah. obviously the camera's in the room. This, the estate agents have definitely been told, right, look everywhere, except don't look at the camera. Right, you watch it next time. They <laughs> never, ever look at the camera, but they look everywhere else. So when they, they walk into the room, they'll look around, they'll look at the roof, look at the ceiling, look at the floor. He won't not look at the camera. You watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I'm looking out for that time when someone looks at the camera. I'm like, come on, look at the camera. Come on, look at the camera. <laughs> not going to happen. Well, when they go in and they have a nose round, also mute it as well. And then they just sort of like, they're looking up. And if you mute oh, it, yeah. it is strange. I think that was Dave Gordon. Was, yeah. There's also on well, that, sorry, one more thing on, on Holmes and the Hammer. Um, the music, whoever whoever picks the music that that show is an absolute genius, because the music is always linked in with the type of house. <laughs> so, like, say say it's someone who who's like um, they've, they've overbid or something, they'll play a song like hey, "You Can Get It If You Really Want," and all stuff, all stuff like that. That the music fits in with what like the situation is. Yeah, love it. It's great. Homes on Hammer is brilliant. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I've, I found myself watching as we as we call it shite, and you know that's not in an offensive way. It's just that's what it is. It's not you know it's not you know, it's just I've been watching that type of stuff, and I found it quite alright. Yeah, going on stuff though because we want to try and whiz through stuff, and then I'm going to end on one and speak about one. Um, so I've watched obviously Killing Eve's on my list I watched Togo I've mentioned that before 
Um, another dog film. Um, it's historical. It's a Disney. Um, a Disney original. Absolutely brilliant. Um, it's it's uh, based on a true story. I watched the film called Intruder. Um, as well. That was what I watched last week. Very um, like a poor man's version of what lies beneath, but still good. Um, Lady and the Tramp. I watched that. Watched for the first time. I watched Little Mermaid. Thought it was good. Um, yeah. I've never seen that one. I've seen, I've never seen it. the only Disney films yeah. I've never seen. Well, yeah, James, we, we watched that as well. So obviously Thomas watched it for the first time and, and loved it. And we've watched like we've watched the sequels as well. You want to watch the sequels, which aren't as good, but you know, just as enjoyable for kids. Still um, good. Well, I, as I said, I thought it was it was it was good. Well, it's just a yeah. classic follows. We talk about the other on the director specials about recipes for success. Yeah. You just follow the Disney film, just follow the same recipe, don't they? For well, every film. The thing is, Little Mermaid is seen as the like the start, the renaissance of Disney. So you know, like sort of like before Little Mermaid, like a few they had a few stinkers. So I think like the biggest one was the Black Cauldron. I've never seen it, but apparently it was it was an absolute mm. stinker. Um, absolutely bombed at the box office. So the Little Mermaid was an absolute massive success and led the way to Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, all them big ones in the nineties. The Little Mermaid started that up, that sort of runoff. And we've lost James, <laughs> just as he's talking about the Little Mermaid. Um, is, is it? Hey, <laughs> don't laugh, Disney. Disney discuss the Little Mermaid. I know. What, what's happening? What's happening to us? You know what? No. Nobody's mentioned there's a biggie that's out at the moment on... Um, on uh, oh, well, it's available to download, Star Wars. Oh, is this the... Uh, it's the out next Sky Monday, Walker? but you can download it now. Yeah, have we all seen that now? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, well, I've seen it, yeah, but I'm umming and ahhing whether to download it or not because we downloaded... Doctor Sleep, which is meant to be in 4K, but I'm looking at it thinking, nah, uh, I don't know if any of our uh, any of our viewers have found this, but the Blu-ray, Blu-ray copy is always better than a download. I don't know. Don't know if any anybody else has found that as well. Um, yeah, because I think it's I think it's um, it's 4K for a certain size on the download. Um, and it doesn't necessarily correspond to your television. Whereas I think if um, if you're obviously playing it through a Blu-ray player, mm. uh, it's always going to be some sort of technical. I often got the technical knowledge, Richard. You're probably the man to discover this and explain it for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably got to say it often. Something to do with the leads or something of um, if you're watching it through your Blu-ray player. Or yeah, I don't. Like I don't understand all that 4K and. 1080p upscale and all that sort of I don't understand it. Well, I'll tell you what we can do. We can have a little tech. We can have a tech podcast where we can discuss these. So the viewers can send in questions and things like that. Do do high do do highbrow leads really make a difference? We need someone who knows and talk more because I've got a clue. Okay, so we've got James back. So, James, you were halfway through explaining what you've been watching. Go for it. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I cut off. I don't know what it was, whether it was Wi-Fi or whatever. But, yeah, so obviously I was on The Little Mermaid. Um, I've watched loads of stuff on Netflix. Um, I watched Sunderland Till I Die Season 2. It's the story of, you know, Sunderland Football Club and their demise and how they've ended up. I've been watching the in-between as series 1, 2 and 3. Oh, I just wow. need to 
special mentions of them. I just think you forget how truly incredible that TV show was. I just think it, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Greg Davis as uh, the head yeah. teacher. Brilliant. Yeah. Head to six form. Brilliant. Yeah, it's just, uh, mate, it's just absolutely outstanding. And it, it's one of them. It's Beck's, to be honest, it's Beck's favourite. And like, as I said, you know, with all this heavy stuff on the telly and that lately, Beck was just like, mm-hmm. just watch an episode of In Between us in bed every night just to like wind down. And it hasn't half felt, and we, you know, we find ourselves laughing and joking over it. But yeah, really good. I've watched something called Hunters versus Hunted, which is like a wildlife program, which is brilliant. That's on Natio Wild. It's just a story of like when, you know, human beings come into close encounters with, um, you know, the likes of lions, cobras, you know, alligators, and how it ends up. It's fascinating, all real life stories. But I want to sort of end me. My little talk, and I know Richard's seen this film, but I thought I can't not mention this. And I thought Jumanji 2 um, was outstanding. Yeah. I just thought at this time in the world and with everything going on, I just thought it was the perfect film for how I've been feeling. Just to just take yourself mm-hmm. away. Hilarious acting, very good acting, as, as it's said by you know, Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and. Um, and everyone else, I just thought they're all brilliant in it. I just thought it was a real, especially for this time when everything's heavy and everything, you know, there's a lot of sad going on in the world. It was just a real feel good, funny film. I just thought it was outstanding. What do you think, Richard? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got, I watched it at the cinema. It, it was a reward trip for some kids, and they needed an extra staff and uh, a minibus driver. So I said, yeah, I'll do it, um, and. I didn't think, you know, I wasn't a, a huge fan. I could, I could watch the original, um, wasn't one of the biggest fans of it, um, but this was really, really good. Um, in fact, the, 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 so the original, original back in the whenever Robin Williams, Robin Williams one, yeah, 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 and then they, they, they redid it. No, they didn't redo it, or did they? No, recently, and the, this is the second. Yeah, it's what we've it? called a soft reboot, haven't we? It's yeah. it's, it's a continuation, yeah. but it is like that again. I I know you so well, Carl. I was just about to say that. <laughs> to call Carl Pierce a soft reboot. That's what it is. It's a soft reboot, isn't it, Richard? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I thought what what I liked, I think, you know where they swapped powers and the guy went into the female Karen Gillum's character <laughs> and uh, and you know like when you're on a computer game and just keep pressing the same button over and over and she kept just jumping up and yeah, kicking yeah, jumping yeah. up and kicking yeah, jumping yeah. <laughs> it was like a computer animation type of kick yeah. it wasn't a different kicking time it was an exact I, I love things like that <laughs> um, great films though really yeah. good honestly it was really really honestly I'd highly recommend it, as I said. You know, The Gentleman is probably the standout of all my recommendations, but this Jumanji 2, if you've got any time and you're looking for something light-hearted to watch, you, honestly, it's, it's a quality little film. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Totally it. agree. We took Amelia to see it, and it was really enjoyable. Yeah, good stuff. The first one's good, like, the first reboot was good. I've seen that yeah. one, so I'm just waiting yeah. for this one to come on Netflix or whatever. Mm. Good stuff. Any more chaps? Anyone else? No? no. Good stuff. All right, then. Should we have a, a fact or fiction? Mm-hmm. 
So this is a real shame that Alan is no longer with us on the pod. <laughs> on the pod, on we the always podcast. have to say this because, because to be honest with you, after Alan it's appearance on the show, imagine if we'd have gone and now he's no longer with us. <laughs> My God, because <laughs> Alan was talking about like I might not be here tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus, man. Let me say. Alan, Alan has literally just gone offline. He's, he's, with, he's with us. Because we always see that we're gone. He's not with us today. Alan is alive. So, <laughs> so gone. the fact of fiction is, is Alan alive? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's... So, anyway, this one was, was like in prep for Alan because... On his direct, especially when he spoke about Spielberg. So this one I'm going to give you now is: Can anyone name the, the famous line of Jaws? I'll, I'll give you one go. Well, I know it's it's always misquoted as we're we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, but it's what is it actually going? Um, <sighs> it's you're going to need a bigger boat. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You're yeah. gonna need a bigger boat. But gonna... it's, oh, obviously, yeah, but it's misquoted a lot, right? How would you feel if I said to you, "Is it fact or fiction?" <laughs> that that line itself, which is the most iconic line from Jaws, is all improv and it's just blagged on the spot. Oh, oh that's a good one. There's a lot of things like that that are m- massive lines. That was in Star Wars as well, wasn't it? Return of the Jedi, where he said, yeah, loads of things. So is it in that? I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go fact. It was improvised. I'm going to go fact. (laughs) I can't do as well as you, James. (laughs) I'm going to go fact as well. What do you reckon, Lee? I, I, fact as well. Fact. Ooh, clean sweep. Uh, so we've got a full house of it being... Du, du, du. Yeah, it is a fact, yeah. It was an improv line, that. So yeah, yeah, that's a bit of... Yeah, that's a, a bit of a shocker. The most iconic line in the films, improv. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. which is a mad one, isn't it, yeah? Crazy. Mad, I, thought that's, I, I, I had that one specifically for Alan. And obviously with him logged off. Oh, I thought <laughs> Oh. With him no longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, now it's going, James. Thanks for that. All right, so we uh, should we finish it there then? Yeah. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. We do appreciate you all. You know, still following us and supporting us. Like us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe to us. You know, give us give us your money if you want. It's fine. Just send it to us in the post. Um, <laughs> now, nah, but we do appreciate everyone supporting. And just tell your mates and tell your friends and get involved and. Get in contact with us if you want. All the usual channels. Uh, obviously, the email is chatandflix at hotmail.co.uk. Do you know what? It might even be .com. I'll have to check that, won't I? <laughs> it might be .com. <laughs> send, send it to both, just in case. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And don't forget to tune into Marvel Mondays with me and James. Look at the Marvel film. We did Thor last night. 
and then Monday's going to be Captain yeah. America. So, yeah. So, you, you, you did Thor last night and you're going to do Captain America next yeah. week. <laughs> Ice up his big a-hole. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.